First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Two Beers Podcast. We are what's going on in professional podcasting. We are the pod of the everyman. Jordan, back at it again, man. How you doing? Good. How are you, Drew? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. I'm pumped. Big, big week. Fun episode. Fun. We're always aiming for fun. Got a lot on tap. Lot on tap. All right. I was waiting for this big intro. I thought you had something crazy, not just like something usual. Uh, I mean, I totally didn't work on this this line about we are what's going on in professional podcasting for like six months, so uh, fuck you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. I wasn't All like right. studying like four horsemen promos for like the better part of a year. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I guess on that note, let's assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute. Three, two, one. Let's get it on. Now that's a good one. R.I.P. Mills Lane. Um, what do you got this week? Beer one. I got here. Um, Founders Breakfast Stout. Real Beautiful. good. Beautiful. Beautiful. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm just going Corona Premiere tonight. Nice and easy. Respect that. Oh, these are so good every time. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it, man. Um, right into we, it. A lot of man boxing. Lot of boxing. Boxing yeah, was it, big. Big boxing episode. It's Everyone's been, it's thrilled. Been dead for a little bit, but here we are. Boxing is alive. Should I should go should I go grab my boxing is alive uh, John Boy shirt? Yeah. Um. So I guess we could start out with. Uh, Fury just pounding to Zora. Just embarrasses him. How embarrassing. Um, over, I mean, over hit, and if that ref doesn't stop the fight, it goes the distance, and I'm perfect after being laughed at last week. The Fury, that my, 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 me wanting us to go the over, and that Chizora, uh doesn't get stopped by Fury. Yeah, I, I'm glad the ref stopped it. It was a massacre. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. Um, and then I mean, Usyk. Really, the story was Usyk jumped up on the apron. Um, what's his name? Jumped up on the apron. Jo- uh, Joyce. Joyce. Juggernaut. Almost created the uh, the Royal Rumble that you hoped for. I was dude. All, the only thing it was missing was while those two were like in the in the face of fury. If Wilder would have, if Wilder and Joshua would have like came out from the stands like Hall and Nash. And then been like beh- standing behind Tyson Fury, and then Tyson and tapped him on the shoulder, and then Tyson Fury turns around. It would have just been so epic, and just been such a great build to whoever huh. Tyson Fury fights next. Which it was pretty awesome watching Fury just like scream and holler in the face of Usyk, who's just like looking at him like he's food. Like, oh, uh, he's like, he's like, you're next, pal. Yeah. I'm 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 excited. People people are sh- assuming this fight happens next because who only knows. But um, like a lot of like boxing, like you know, like the Mannixes of the world, and you know, people who 
you know, probably know more about boxing than, than we do, or at least in theory should. Like, yeah. keep saying stylistically, it's not going to be like a a visually fun fight to watch. I just, I don't, I don't agree at all. I'm, I'm super pumped for it. I think it's incredibly intriguing. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, man. To see how Usyk, see how if how Fury's able to use his his massive body against a guy like Usyk who can can move around like yeah you know I think I told him before I got in this huge Twitter war with people that were like going crazy over my my insinuation that like Usyk's boxing skill and the traps he lays would just mentally fatigue Deontay Wilder like like it does everybody he fights which the fight all the guys he fights afterwards says that like that it would take some steam off like like fighting Usyk's just like a different animal like I, I I don't I don't think Fury's like I think Fury will be the favorite and Fury will likely win but like it, it's not going to be as easy for him to do what he wants to do like he did against Wilder and Wilder um Chisora and Dillian White where he just is like laying on them not gonna be that way with Usyk yeah, uh, well so. said. Um, yeah, that was. Well, I think uh, you talking about Fury was uh, more cumulative offense than Chisora had in that entire fight. Yeah. So. Oh God. Um, the other fight of the weekend, the other big fight was the other trilogy. Yeah, Chocolatito Estrada. Um. In their previous fight, they had set the record for most punches thrown, and everyone was expecting similar output here. But I sure was. I I think just how it played out, their age, uh, either one of them is kind of what what slowed them up. Um, based on a normal fight, uh, it, I'm sorry, I should say based on their, what they had done previously. But based on a normal fight, it was still a lot of punches thrown, a lot of action. Um, still, still a very good fight. But, um, I mean, Chocolatito just came out slow, and Estrada banked rounds early. Yeah. Did you uh, – Did you? I know you were at, you were at a wedding. Uh, were you able to go back and watch the fight? Yes. I, I went back and watched Chocolatito-Estrada. I had it scored 7-5 Estrada. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. I had, I had it as a draw on uh, – and I apologize. The uh, art, for whatever reason, Twitter, like, wasn't posting, like, my rounds, I think, 5, th- <laughs> five through 10. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I had it I had it ended up being a draw. I thought I, I gave the last round to Chocolatito. I just thought I, I thought I, I felt like the judges would give that one to Estrada, but I just felt like Chocolatito was landing like cleaner, more effective shots in that round, and that's why I gave it to him. So but was it I, I mean, felt I like the broadcast was pushing Chocolatito a lot. Ah, uh, for and sure. I, and for I'm sure. like uh, yeah, he's, I'm like, you guys yeah. are going off on Chocolatito, but he didn't win that round. Like Estrada won that round, and the twelfth, well, you know, just random ones in the yeah. middle. Well, yeah, I, and I think you know, and Chocolatito is the guy because I think that you know, as a network, yeah, you know, he's the, that's who they'd love to push into big fights still versus Estrada, even though Estrada is younger. Just because Estrada, people thought felt like Estrada lost to Chocolatito in the second fight, us included, and then he looked very mediocre in his last fight. So, you know, but and Chocolatito was just so sensational those last two that like a build up for him and a bam and, and stuff like that. So that yeah. they're always what they are. I, well at the zone that they're they're my least favorite um announced team out of all these all these networks. Gotcha. To be to be perfectly frank. Um 
not just because of Chris Mannix. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, listen, I, 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 again, Chocolatito was, started out really slow. I, I thought, I thought that Estrada was up 5-1 through 6. And I was like, well, this, uh, yeah, this is going to be as dull as Fury, Fury Chisora. And then Chocolatito just swept seven, <laughs> swept the back half, man. It was wild. Yeah. Um, like I, I wasn't on board with the total clean sweep of the back half, but it was that's when he came alive for sure. Yeah, I yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So Estrada goes on to win. I, I don't, I don't really know where either guy's gonna go. Um, it's just the, it's it, it the the lighter divisions. It's always like, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I I agree. Like the names there are Bam. Like the name the money names there are Bam and in a way. And those guys are like in between. Yep, both of them. So either if either one would step up to one eighteen to fight in a way, that would they might die. <laughs> yeah, like in a way may literally kill one of them. And uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see either Estrada or Chocolatito fight Bam. Oh yeah, I agree. I think so, but we'll see. Um. All right, so that takes us to this weekend. Dude, boxing all freaking day, man. Yeah, so, um, well, to your point, there is a DAZN card during the day, and there is there is a handful a, of decent fights. There's an ESPN card during the day, too. Oh, really? Yeah. What's during the day for ESPN? Conlon, the return of Michael Conlon, or Michael Conlon, man. I saw Over. that. That I thought, I assumed that was... The zone is that on ESPN? Yeah, it's on ESPN Plus. Yeah, Con- oh. Conlon's back after him that classic fight between him and uh, Lee Wood, where he's up and he just gets. He already had another fight in between there, Mariaga. Yeah, yeah. So not the re- so sorry, I shouldn't say the return. The return, the return is uh, his second fight since uh, since the Lee Wood uh, loss. Yeah, um, it's his third fight of twenty twenty two. Yeah, so you know, staying staying active like these, you know, you you you'd like even after prospects. getting blasted through the ropes. Yeah, these young prospects to do so, but yeah, he's yeah that's I mean that's at one fifteen. I think the zone cards at night. The war it so, uh, Josh Warrington is fighting uh, Luis Lopez. Twelve rounds. Warrington's got the IBF featherweight title. The the co-main is. Uh, Women's fight, a Bandy Bridges versus Shannon O'Connell, a Bandy Bridges. Yeah, the blonde, the blonde bomber, the blonde bomber who just shows up to the weigh-ins and just all kinds of sexy lingerie. So Eddie Hearn just is always incredibly uncomfortable when he's got to stand, bet- <laughs> stand at her weigh-in to just not like not get make sure he doesn't move his head in any way to where a camera could catch him, even if he's not actually checking her out. It would just look like he's checking her out. It's it always cracks me yeah. up when when she does her weigh-ins, but you know Warrington. I mean, one twenty-six. Like, there's so many. It's that's that's a lost division. Just like one forty-seven is becoming with fights. Like, yet at one point you had Valdez, Warrington, Stevenson, Navarrete. Like you had so many guys there, and like nobody really ended up fighting. Um, but hopefully, like War- if Warrington can get through this fight with Lopez, which he should, um, you know, you'd hope to see him fight. Uh, Lee Wood next to unify. Obviously, Navarrete, we'll talk about that later, is likely going to vacate. I, I imagine he'll vacate his title at 126. So, uh, you know, Leo Santa Cruz is there. You know, just, I just want to see some title unifications in that division because there is some there is some good fighters. Okay. Um, 
and then there's bigger entrees uh, yeah. during the evening. Um, so I guess just to get out of the way, Crawford, you want to just – I guess we could talk about that one. Bud. We, we, we kind of talked about this. It's going to be $40. It's going to be on BLK Prime. I plan on buying it because yeah. at forty dollars, I'm, I'm I'm a big Bud fan, um, so I'll just I'll just give him my forty. It, it, it is it's also a vet, and if you like, so because I checked it today, like I just if you have Comcast or Xfinity, whatever I don't know whatever it's called now, if you just like do the voice control and say Terrence Crawford, you have the option because I saw some jokes about people giving their credit card information to BL, the BLK Prime app. Like you can just order this off your cable pay per view. Oh okay, cool. I'm pretty sure unless it's just unless that's just an Xfinity thing. But like okay. I did have the option to just go ahead and order it today. Okay, cool. Um, so he's a he's a massive favorite. I think it was like minus twenty five hundred. Um, uh, Evan Eason, I I did watch some of his old fights. I mean, the guy can throw. Like he's he's quick hands. Oh my gosh, he's super quick, pretty powerful. He's had some KOs in there, but um. I expect that he and Bud will get into some exchanges and he'll leave himself exposed and that's where Bud on some check hooks and off the back foot will just kinda kinda really hurt Evan Eason is what I'm expecting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the again, to me, uh Bud's Bud's greatest strength is his flexibility to be able his I guess not his his versatility to be able to switch in and out of Southpaw and Orthodox. And those loop, those looping shots he throws at distance. He's just so accurate. He's just such an accurate puncher that he doesn't have a huge output because he doesn't need to. Because he just, you know, it's like Drago. Whatever he hits, he destroys. Like if Bud's throwing a punch, it's more likely they're not going to land and do some damage, which is just so crazy with his like long ass arms. Like those, these crazy like unorthodox like punches that he throws just like land clean on guys and hurt them. true yeah oh okay sorry i wasn't sure what if you were done talking about bud oh uh, sorry yeah sorry i was waiting for you to come in and uh gush on on crawford a little more my bad um no i'm just i'm just gonna order it and 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 i love i love crawford That's yeah all. yeah i'm not well we'll get to that but i also was at one point going to likely order the fight until until dun, 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 dun. oh, so what do you think? What's uh, what's your prediction for the what, re, what? Do you have the odds for this fight? For Crawford? Yeah, I mean it was minus twenty five hundred. I. What about I over under rounds? Uh, let me see if I pulled it. Uh, I did pull it. What What do you got? Uh, I was gonna say eight and a half. Seven and a half. Ah. Um. Yeah, I mean it's he's minus seven fifty for stoppage. That's. He's. I mean, he's. He's every. You you can talk about who he's fought at 147 all you want. He is. He's knocked out every single. He's gotten a stoppage in every fight at 147, which is what like eight in a row now. Eight fights at at welter. Ten fights overall. Eight. Eight at 147. Yeah. Yeah. Eight at 147. Eight. In Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Um, And then ESPN after the Heisman ceremony. Uh, which before, I, after, during? Yeah, e- even before, after, yeah, b- or before and during, the ESPN Plus card um, 
is just going to be great. I mean, all, they, all, they, all the all the prospects. It's not even debatable that, and this is you know when you get these loser people that like just like root for promotions, which blows my mind still. It's cornball stuff. Nobody has better young. Nobody has a better young stockpile of prospects than Top Rank. Yeah, I mean, I mean just yeah, I, on I one on yeah. one card here, they're gonna have Tiger Johnson, Jahai Tucker, Bruce Carrington, our man Keyshawn Davis, our man, 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 Xander Zayas, uh, our man, 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 Jared Anderson. And then the the main event, obviously, we'll talk about. But yeah, I mean, just like Big Baby, Xander, Keyshawn, Carrington, Tuck, Tucker, and Tiger Johnson. Yeah, right? and I listened to uh, Porterway, and, and and Ant thought, you know, he he classified these as step up fights for these guys. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I mean, Xander's amazing, Keyshawn's amazing, and Big Baby's amazing. I like Tiger Johnson. Shushu Carrington and Jahai Tucker. I still, I, I'm not there. They're yet still on early. Them. They're still very early prospects. Like they're, yeah, yeah they like they've got a ways to go. Like they're, like Keyshawn's technically a prospect, and I guess Xander is technically a prospect. But those guys are like you can tell those guys are going to be blue chippers, yes. man. Yes, like they're, they're like they're, they're fantastic. Carrington and Tucker have promise. Um. You know, we got to see them just really shine in some of these um, early fights that they have, like the way Keyshawn has and the way Xander has. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very much. I mean, uh, I'm so I, my FTWR order. I ordered a a big baby Grinch Christmas Christmas tea, his fight shirt for Saturday, and I got a Xander, a Team Xander shirt. And I guess, I guess they didn't update their website, and they had sold out the Team Xander shirt, so I didn't get ah. one. I was so upset. Ah. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been waiting for black. I was waiting till Black Friday to buy that stinking thing too to get to to get thirty percent off because they never do sales, and their yeah. shirts are cheap. And I mean they're twenty twenty four bucks, which is like nothing these days for shirts. But I was like, ah, I don't really need it. Let me wait for Black Friday, and then it was gone. Ugh, sorry, Xander. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then um, after the Heisman is is uh, Tiafimo fighting Sandor Martin. Um, I tried to watch some highlights of Sandor Martin. I, I haven't seen any of his fights. Well, he, I mean, he, he just, he, he, it quote unquote blew up because he basically retired Mikey Garcia <laughs> and Mikey Garcia's, you know, quote unquote, uh, more quote unquote, it, it went, well, was supposed to be his like comeback fight after another long layoff. Uh, Xander Martin just absolutely dominated him. And then Mikey Garcia, who was once a pound for pound, you know, sky is you know sky is the limit for this kid uh just retires made a lot of money retires early yeah i'm i still don't i'm still not there on sandor martin i yeah no he's 40 i mean he's he's 40 and 2 13 knockouts he's more he's more of a defensive point you know point boxer he's not a he's not a power guy um you know 5 7 and a half he's 29 uh and i think I don't I don't know what his what his reach is. Um but you know, he's he's going in there with uh Tiafimo, pod favorite. <laughs> yeah. I have had enough of that guy. Yeah, I, five, I can't even hide it anymore. Yeah, five 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 eight. Yeah, he's I I guess he could have been a great well, we've already given him shout out to him a couple times. Yeah, I it's this is an interesting it was this was supposed to be 
Uh, Lopez Pedraza, which I had zero interest in because I just like to me Pedraza. You know, he he I was would just it was going to be Barbosa is what I was hoping for. Yeah, I I don't know what they're doing there, but um, that would have seemed like the most likely fight. I, I I guess maybe they're saving those guys for like an actual vacant title fight. I don't know. I it you're it is weird. It would have been short notice, so maybe maybe neither neither guy's camp was into that at that level, but because you could get more buildup of that fight. Um, I, I think Martin's a better, a, a tougher test than, than Pedraza at 140. Like Pedraza's fine, but like, I don't, I don't know that he can take real power anymore. And I just, I don't know. He just, he doesn't, he, he doesn't do it for me at this point in his career, especially at, at, at 140, 40 pounds. So, um, you know, I think Martin's at least a younger, a younger guy, 29. And, you know, he's, He's not just in. He's not a. He's not in there as a gatekeeper. Like he's somebody who, you know, he just came off a big win with Mikey Garcia and wants to try. Is going to try to want to build off that momentum and uh, has a really good opportunity here against Tiafimo because, you know, regardless of you know, I know we're we're, we're we get really annoyed by the, the stuff like the just the ridiculous nonsense that comes out of his mouth and his even more ridiculous like his not his whack job dad, um, but if he gets if if Martin gets a win over him like. You know, he it's gonna it's gonna build up his name, and I mean, whoever wins this is gonna get a shot at one of the vacant titles. Yeah, so. I, I I try to convince myself that like Sandor Martin has a shot to beat To, but like I just don't uh, yeah that. no I mean he'll and I don't know what the well, you'll go through, we'll go through the odds, but it's not gonna be yeah he should be a a decently sized underdog. I just I just think this I think he has more of a chance to to beat Lopez than Pedraza would have. So the odds are Tiafimo minus seven hundred. Ooh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna say seven fifty. Uh, plus four fifty for Sander Martin over under. Ten and a half. Eight and a half. Really? Oh, huh. Okay. Minus three ten on the over though, so people say over on that. Okay. Um, and then Tiafimo by on, on the cards minus one twenty five is is the favorite. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. It, Going to be interesting if this did. Go I, to I think I think it'll be a close fight, in the sense that uh, everyone at home will have Tiafimo seven five or eight four, and then the cards by the judges will be like nine three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could you <laughs> could you imagine if it was the cards and Sandor did beat him? Like what nonsense that they would that that team would like spew about. Um... Oh, it was fixed. The promoters again, they're crap. Um Yeah, they suck. I'm not yeah. I mean It's free yeah, it's free on I, I, I honestly and and it depends on when the Crawford fight comes on, but like like I I might just record it and watch it the next day. Or yeah. Not well I thought it was funny how Lopez was trying to say bad move for Crawford to go up against me for the his fight that he's he wants to use as leverage for more money against Ben. I'm like like Tio just uses this four million viewers for the Lomachenko fight as like why like as if these people are going to see him like Tio like this this is where like I, people act like they, like these things he says makes you watch him like I I just get annoyed I I like don't like if again if uh I, like I probably wouldn't even be watching that fight because I I think I'm least interested in the main event like I want to see all the young guys that I like, like yeah agree I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have cared. Like him, him saying that's so dumb. It's like, hey, bro, like 
your last fight did 900,000 views, um, you know, but, you know, which is nowhere near this 4 million you keep throwing out about how 4 million people, like, you know, like as if, like, that wasn't, like, a lot based on Lomachenko. Yeah. But, like, you also, when you were, your first fight as a headliner, it got, the, the date got changed, like, seven times because it wouldn't sell tickets because nobody cared about you. Uh, Floyd Floyd Mayweather, who's been retired for like thirty years, moved you off a date, and then eventually, like the company didn't even want to have the pay per view, and you had to go, you had to go on the zone and fight in Hulu. Like nobody cared. And your last your comeback fight at home in Vegas was in a tent. <laughs> yep. Like I don't I don't understand. Like that's what's so annoying about him and his dad. Like I'm just like you guys are like I don't know, and they think like that makes people. Like, like that they're like the entertain this and that. I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people do. I, I don't. <laughs> no. I'm with you. Like, if, if, it, if it was him and the Crawford, I would watch Crawford over him. Yeah. Okay, great. So, and, I, and, and even if I, Tiafimo being free and Crawford being forty bucks, I'll, I'll pay the forty bucks and watch Crawford. Yeah, it just makes you know so much for that pay per view fight you guys thought you were getting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, but hilariously, I. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter today, and I actually won two tickets to the fight. Uh, from How the about Se- that? From the of all things, the Seat Hall radio station <laughs> somehow so got because because I obviously obviously people aren't buying the tickets, so they're giving them away, I guess. <laughs> but ah. the Seat Hall radio station got their hands on three sets of tickets, and uh, I uh, I was one of the people they got picked for it. So um, I'll probably end up going Saturday night. Nice. Just to go, why not? I mean, yeah, it'd be pretty fun. I may even leave before the main event just to see my guys, and then hit the huh. get the get the maybe I'll get the early train and watch uh watch watch Brad on my phone if I can on uh on on BLK Prime, or I'll just Facetime you and you can prop your phone up for me. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, so we'll say you know uh, I might I might have to fly solo, but it was just it was just so odd of all the of all the Twitter joints in the world to come on my feed, the Seton Hall radio station had, had top ranked boxing tickets to give. Yeah. So random. So random. So, but good for me. Yeah. That's great. Good for free tickets. No reason for me to spend money on merch. Gonna be, <laughs> gonna be cheap night in the city. <laughs> um, yeah. Any, anything else you want to mention on that card? Uh, if you had, Gun to your head. Which pro? Which 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 of these guys between Keyshawn Xander and Jared Xander. Anderson? Xander, 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 Xander. Yeah, I, I tend to agree because I think he'll be able to have, he'll be able to have fights at more popular weights. I don't know though, but man, like the heavyweights always are going to bring bring in the money. So I, Jared Anderson might be the guy. Xander is divine. I I'm I agree. Gonna... I'm just thinking like uh, who becomes a star of that crew. Like I I agree. I I I I would go Xander as well. Gun to my head. It's just you know heavyweight boxing is just always just gonna take precedent over everything. Yeah, I I hear you there, but so, I just I I just love Xander. Yeah, and Keish. I mean, yeah, I I love Keyshawn too. Like they're they're all just so good. Yeah. Um. All right. And well, fish. Just... Wrap up boxing. Well, yeah. So a couple things. So the the Tank Davis, uh, Jaime Garcia is I'm, uh, Jaime Garcia. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Whatever the hell Garcia for uh, what five years ago? 
Yeah. Uh, Garcia, Garcia Davis. Hector uh, Luis. Hector Luis. Sorry. They, they had, I <laughs> mean, Garcia, they had their, they had their, uh, their card in their press conference this week. Uh, Jar- Jaron Ennis boots, Philly, Philly zone boots Ennis. Yeah. He's going to be on their card under card, which most people knew that was one of the worst kept secrets. He's fighting a nobody, but, uh, whatever. Hopefully after this spent next, this Spence Crawford thing is shuffled out here in the next like five months, we can, we can finally get boots in some big fights and more right on a regular basis. Yeah. That'd be nice. But like the big, like WWE, like out of nowhere, uh, announcement, uh, Boo Boo Andrade yeah, right. shows up out of nowhere. He's he's on this card as, the I guess, the third fiddle, which people were like, wow, what a card. You have these three guys. I'm like, well, I mean, they're all fighting losers. <laughs> I shouldn't call Garcia's not a loser, but like, like none of them are fighting like top guys in their weight class, so I don't know right. if I would go that far. But, uh, yeah, Andrade being on here is pretty wild. I thought he was retiring from boxing, so it's good to see him back out there at least. Um, Yeah. And I- then um, – uh, it seems like it is official. February third, uh, West Coast, El Tamidor, Navarrete, Navarrete versus Valdez. Oscar Valdez for one of the vacant 130 titles. Man, uh, I'm like, is it crazy to? F- I think it's Arizona. Is it crazy to possibly fly out there and go to that fight? Ooh, that would be fun. What day? It's February third. I bet you it's a Friday because they they do some of those fights for those guys on Fridays. It's, it is 3rd? it is a, it is a Friday. I, ugh, bastards, yeah. sluts. <laughs> um, let's put a pin in that. Maybe big fat maybe. Okay. okay. Clear as mud. Um, my son's birthday is February fifth, so that's not a problem or anything. That's my mom's too. They can they can hang out together while we're in uh. Oh, we're in Arizona. Yeah. There we go. Um, well, the other thing I was going to say, Drew, was in a way. In a way. In a way. In a way. Tuesday morning. Yeah. Undisputed, undisputed fight. Paul Butler. Drew. Now, I don't know if you heard this. So maybe you did already. But this is incredible. Shoot. Oh, let me let me start let me start here. Inouye's minus eight thousand. Paul Butler's plus wow. thirteen hundred. Wow. What do you think the over under is? Uh I wanna say two and a half. But it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna say three and a half. It's two and a half. Wow. Okay. Have you heard did you hear that? No, no, I didn't. I just oh. Oh, why wow. would I mean he just he just he destroyed Daenerys in what? Around thirty in, seconds. Around in twenty seconds, like you know, I, I mean Butler. You know, I mean good on Butler. I mean I don't know. I I don't know what the position. I never know what the money is for these like you know, these smaller weights. I mean I'm sure Enoway's got a guarantee, but you know, good for him for. I'm sure this will be a career high payday for him. But to step in there with the monster when he probably could have taken, probably could have taken some other fights and you know built up some more paydays. And waited in a way out, but it's going in, going into the jungle, man. Uh. <laughs> so the under uh, two and a half is a f- is the favorite minus one thirty five. Yeah, that's not crazy. I mean, it is crazy. That's 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 the amazing part. I'm not be- <laughs> I'm not betting against it, but I'm just saying that's that's just nuts. Well, like, and I I said I wanted to go two and a half because the over remember the over under on Canelo 
versus uh, Yildirim was three and a half, which in my oh, yeah. mind, like, I mean, I don't want to disrespect Butler like that because he's actually a champion, but like, it's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, it's probably probably in that that realm of uh of a talent discrepancy. So yeah, you know his. Uh, I guess I guess the real the real the real bet is does Inoue's ring ring entrance last longer than the fight? Oh man, maybe. So yeah, uh, so it's probably like six a.m. on Tuesday. That'd be fun. Oh God, I can't I can't take that. Um. All right. Anything else on boxing this week? Lot, lot of good stuff. Lot of good stuff, man. Lot of good announcements. Like the first half. Oh, um, Charlo. Charlo and uh, is it T Zoo? Is that Tim I was, Zoo? Yeah, yeah, they got announced for January. I don't know. I, I missed say. that one. Yeah, that fight got announced. That is going to happen. Mandalay Bay. Um, that's when the tickets are sold. When is the fight? Saturday, January 28th. So that's officially oh, wow. announced. Yeah, so that's officially announced. And his brother might actually be fighting again. So, again, that's another another guy at 160, like uh, Boo Boo, who, God forbid, they have fought each other, uh, <laughs> I thought was going to retire. Still, still has his belt after not fighting in uh, what will be 16 months coming up here. But go figure that it's, one. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, right. I think that's it for boxing. All right, so moving on from boxing, MLB free agency. Let's start with near and dear to your heart. Since I since I couldn't play this for Team USA, I'm gonna play it now because it's a party song, and we partying. Trey Turner is a Philadelphia Philly, baby. Baby. My God, J.O. How awesome is that? Congrats on that. Imagine, um, man. What was the contract? Uh, 10 years, or was it 11 years? 300 million. I think it was 11, 300 mil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which was a steal compared to what the Padres paid for Bogarts. They basically they basically paid like thirty million dollars more for Bogarts, which was pretty funny. Oh, they got um, Bogarts today. I think they got him late last night. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, late last night. I mean, they finally got. To, they basically were like, "We can't miss another guy. Let's just throw an extra forty million at this dude and see if it works." Um, but yeah, Turner Turner's a Philly. Uh, that was they made it no secret that they were Bogarts getting one got of these eleven for two eighty. Yeah, eleven for two eighty, and then Turner. I totally missed that. Turner was ten for three hundred. No secret that they were getting one of these four short stops. That was their main goal in free agency. Turner was the guy. Him and Harper are good friends. Like it's just so nuts. Harper, I still can't. I still remember when Harper signed, and I, I, since then, Harper, then Romilto, Schwarber. Castellanos, who's gonna have he's gonna he's gonna have a bounce back year next year. I just know it, or he's gonna get bags of shit on his lawn again. And man, now Trey Turner, man, like for a guy that people were like is such a shitty teammate, a lot, a lot of people want to come play with Bryce Harper, man. I don't know, I don't know. Our our friend of the pod, Teddy, 
Uh, I, his his arguments are looking pretty flimsy for the Bryce the uh, the Boo Bryce Harper stuff. So uh, I'll bump, man. They, yeah, they the, well then the Pirates made a big splash. They went out and got Aaron Judge and uh, Jake DeGrom. <laughs> oh man, is is Trey Turner making basically the entire Pirates payroll next year? Um, probably. Oh man, the Pirates it's... payroll next year will probably be like sixty million or something. Yeah, Trey's making half that. Uh. Yeah, dude, it's, it's it's a good time, and I mean, he was in his press con, and so we. Ju- it was, it's funny because the and Ju- Aaron Judge then last night, I think it was last night, um, he resigned with the Yankees, yeah. uh, and the big story wasn't even who these guys signed with. It's that the Padres threw an extra forty million dollars at Turner and at Judge, and they both turned it down to go play in Philly and New York. And Turner, Turner, um, it was interesting. He's just like, yeah, you know, money again. At the end, like when you're when you when you're getting over three hundred million dollars anyway, like what's another forty if if you're if you want to if there's a certain place you want to go? You know, he said like a big part about it was besides like the friendship with Bryce was just like you know watching how much fun these guys were having and and the fans and just how raucous this place was for the playoffs. Um, just wanted to be a part of that atmosphere. So, you know. And I obviously didn't want to be associated with those lame Padre guys who do the uh, whatever that weird song thing is that they were doing during the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. Those weirdos. So pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, Bogarts. Yeah, Padre signed Bogarts too. So, I mean, they're they're still, you know, a pretty stacked team. I'll be curious if they – I don't think they're going to keep Juan Soto after next year when he becomes a free agent. Like, or is it two years? Might be two years. Between uh, Tatis, Machado, Soto, and Alpo. I don't know how they're going to afford I mean, I know there's no cap in baseball, really, and you can spend what you want, but that's just a lot of salary. Yeah. So, um, and they're going to be long-term deals. Like, like Schwarber's not on a 10-year deal. Now there's Castellanos, so, like, you know, Machado obviously is, Tatis is, now Bogarts is. Like, are they really going to give Soto, you know? Uh, Probably. Can they afford not to? Well, because you know what he wants. Well, I mean, if they figure, I think he's under contract for two more years. If you just figure it, like we got some studs, we gave up prospects for this guy. He's going to be a two-year rental. Let's just go for it. We we ha- we haven't had a chance to actually go for it in like twenty-five years. Let's just go for it, and we'll figure it out hmm. later. I mean, he turned. What did he? He turned down what like. 14 years 460 million or something for the nationals like Some, like you know he yeah. like he wa- he wants to be get he's he wants to get an outrageous number so i don't know i i i i i'm going to say that they don't re-sign soto in a couple years and they maybe they even trade him um yeah, this year I, this year I, I mean, when Tatis comes re- back i keep forgetting Tatis is on the team but like but yeah i mean they i could see them tra- trading him and, and to just try to replenish off. some of the assets they gave up uh, to get him, it's just like I said, it's it, it's a lot of long term deal. Like I, 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 that would be outrageous to have like four guys on ten year deals. It'd be nuts. Yes, yes, for that money. Yes, that would be that would be not ideal. <laughs> so um, questionable team management, but for those first couple years, it would be glorious. Yeah, and then Ver, Verlander signs a two-year deal with the Mets after DeGrom 
because I don't think that, I don't think this had happened when we potted last week. But Degrom ends up signing a huge deal with the Rangers, so that's all you need to know about that guy. Um, I actually really like that move for the Mets. I as a as a as a division, I guess you could call a rival, even though they haven't won anything <coughs> like sixty years. Um, yeah, like I actually wanted them to spend on Degrom. And oh, like long term, and have that money tied up in that guy who like gets hurt a lot, and you can't really count on him like as a definite for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I actually like the short term play with Verlander. To be honest with you, uh, well, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, I just at his age, <coughs> I'm just like, I just never know when the end of the rope is. But like, it's only two years. I mean, it's only a two year deal. Yeah, I mean, so it's not going to kill you long term. Yeah, but like. I don't know, and we just don't know. Maybe I mean maybe maybe he's maybe he's got a couple more. He's somewhere either age thirty nine or forty. So, uh I I just I just don't know. Whatever. Gotcha. And then well I mean that the risk you take the only, I mean but Degrom is just a risk because he gets hurt a ton. Yeah, he, gonna, yeah, yeah, he's a huge risk. But I was going to say because you're the only thing you're flirting with now is that your top two pitchers are both older guys in Scherzer and and Verlander, and now right. you know when you get into a short series. Now the way that the playoffs are set up, where if you don't get that first round by and you have a short series like they did this year, and both of your aces, you can't count on them. Like you're toast. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, we've seen it time and time again. Yeah, and Bryce Car- Bryce Harper ain't walking through that door for the Mets. Uh, no, I was gonna say maybe they could have him pitch, but <laughs> yeah. So I uh, mean, man, so awesome, really, uh, really pumped. Congrats, buddy! Congrats, you deserve it, bro. You can you can you can hop on board anytime you wanna you wanna trade in the uh, the yellow and black for red and white. You let me know. I'll get you a hat. I'll get you your first hat. Uh, do it for JP. Let, let my my son. Let 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 my kids have something. Nice. We're gonna we're gonna let your your kids are gonna be rooting for all Philadelphia pro sports because the Pittsburgh ones are just trash. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be sad but true. Oh man, we'll get him. We'll get him a brace jersey at a. Oh, I don't want to talk about the Sixers. Just fucking losers. All right. Um, other MLB signings. Um. Yeah, we touched. Yeah, we touched on Degrom to Texas. Um, um, da, 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 we touched on the Padres. Um, Judge back to the Yankees. Uh, Bobby Bonilla to the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> My um, favorite baseball day of the year. Um. Yeah, I I don't even remember any any others. I mean, there's obviously been tons, but I think those are the big ones, right? Yes. Um, which for moving on from that, are you ready to move to the NFL? Yes, sir. Half half the NFL is not ready because they're on by in week fourteen. But yeah, did did we? Uh, how did we do last week? Really bad. Right, really, let's, really, let's really, just really, move really, on really, then. Really, really bad. <laughs> uh, King Henry got obliterated. Yeah. Uh, Tua got obliterated. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I forget what the other one was that we had. I feel like we had something with the Giants and the Commanders. Uh, we hit one, but I don't remember what. It was. I think we hit one out of three or one out of four. Yeah, we were really, 
really, really bad. Ah, uh, so f- listen to these picks for us. Uh, <laughs> we were so good I, last week. I can't even cover up how bad. And like they were blowouts. Like like the Titans got destroyed by Philly, and then the Dolphins got destroyed by the Niners. This uh, is the number one line that stands out this week. You ready? Sure. Lions minus two at home versus the Vikings. Uh, take the Lions. Probably. Screams the Lions. Yeah, because the Vegas is at, is begging you to take the Vikings. Yeah. Vikings have gotten lucky last couple weeks. Yeah. Goffs, Goffs look good. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go Lions, baby. Lions minus two. Easy. Put it on the board. Five and seven. Lions? They get a couple of winsies here? They they might get on Almost the uh, two or three winsies. They might get on the in the hunt board. So and here here listen to this though. You ready for this Lions schedule? I had this yeah. teed up. I'm glad you picked it. You ready? Yep. Vikings winnable game. Jets very winnable game. Panthers extremely winnable game. Bears divisional game so winnable but division game not as much as a gimme as you would think. And then they close with the Packers. Winnable game. Rodgers, who even knows if he'll be playing at that point. Like, it's not inconceivable that the Lions, with five games left, what? they could they, they could finish 9-8. and eight. Maybe. I mean. Maybe. They could finish 9-8. and eight. That might get you a playoff spot. Okay. I guess the one, the one, the one, the one thing that they have against them now is though that the Commanders and the Giants have a tie, so that obviously holds more weight than whether you actually won or lost the game, right? Yeah, I mean, that I'm I'm sitting here thinking of how that would happen, and I mean the Packers suck in that division and. Bears suck in that division. They all stink. <laughs> um, I yeah. Like, how would they get? A, how would they get a playoff spot? Yeah, it'd be a wild card. Yeah, yeah. That I last know. wild card and, is going to come NFC down. The NFC South is is trash. So. Yeah, but I'm saying the last wild card is going to come down between the Giants, Washington, uh, Seattle. And Detroit. Listen, Seattle is probably the front runner, obviously, to get that. Like, I don't yeah. think that's probably debatable because I think they have what are they at now? Seven? No, they're seven and five. Like, they have seven wins. The Giants have seven wins, and the Commanders have seven wins. So, like, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot has to happen. I, yeah. Not, oh, I'm yeah. Not. For sure. I'm just, I'm just saying, if they, if they win this game, they're officially quote unquote in the hunt. But also another fun. T- listen to, listen to this schedule now. You ready for this schedule? Okay. Ravens with no Lamar Jackson. Oh, no. Panthers. Oh, no. Raiders. LOL. Ravens again. Question mark Lamar Jackson. And the Cleveland Browns. The Pittsburgh Steelers. No. Who are now 5-7. and seven, No. With 5 to play. No. Could actually finish. No. With a winning record. Once happening. again, keeping Mike Tomlin's 500 or better uh, <laughs> coaching record intact. 
after uh, uh, that would be just a glorious go for two special if that actually happened after me and me and Teddy said it's def it could we realistically saw it happening. You pooped on it, and then Gronk spiked two week two sesh two two pods in a row about how wrong we were and how you said they might not win four games, and here we are. No, with I, five. I was, I was five or six the whole year, and it's and right now they got five yeah, wins with five. five. Yep. Out of these five games, I'd say, I'd say three of them are very winnable. They are. So they could um, fit. So three are very winnable. And yeah, listen, divisional games are all coin flips. Always yeah. are, always will be. Yeah. Just so um, the the only thing you need to factor in is that John Harbaugh owns Mike Tomlin. He does have it's, a quarterback, bro. It doesn't matter. He just <laughs> outcoaches him every time. Gotcha. Um, all right, here's some games I like. You ready? Okay. Tell me, tell me what you're feeling. Do we know is uh is is Call of Duty back this week? Uh, he is. I kind of like them at home against the Patriots, getting a point and a half. Is that crazy? Mon- Monday night. On Monday night, is that crazy? No. I don't think so. I kind of like the Cardinals. Oh, because I think the Patriots. Well, I think they're a solid football team. I think when they play a high octane offense. Because they can't score, they 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 str- they you know they're, they 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 the Cardinals they don't are also coming off by. Yeah, I kind of like the Cardinals there. I I would probably take them. I'd feel confident enough to probably go money line on that. Actually, um, like that game. Uh, I kind of like the Rams as a sneaky cover against the Raiders. Um, but that's happening now, so we won't count that. Uh, yeah, that that's probably good i could i could see them squeaking it out here yeah right like maybe maybe like they're, a, they're, hang, they're hanging around the you would think the raiders would pull away but it could be not. like a it could be like a van, like a crazy like van jefferson like touchdown with like eight seconds left something just something wacky that would be like man the raiders are gonna raider just something I, something yeah. kooky you know what i'm I mean? I'm, ho- I'm hoping you know my wife's cousin skoranek has all these like big catches down the stretch oh man be- like in double coverage oh dude like i, I don't know i'm kind, kind of feeling mcveigh and I mean Baker off the street. That would be I, a huge story if Baker off the street could just beat Baker. Just the landed in L.A. six hours ago. And could you imagine if he goes in there and leads like some crazy like two minute drive, two minute drill? I can't wait drive. to hear the stories of like I was downloading the playbook on an iPad on the plane on the way in. Like yeah. that would be. I mean, the Raiders game. already lost to a head coach who came up off the street in like two days in Jeff Saturday and the Colts. Like I, I can't even imagine the embarrassment if that were to happen to, but what we, because it's already, it's already started. We won't allow that to be one of our uh, picks, but yeah, I like, I like the Cardinals. I like your lions pick. Um, I kind of like the over in the giants Eagles game, 44 and a half. I know it's an NFC East division game, but I kind of think the Eagles are going to score like 27, and I think the Giants are going to keep up with them. I'll defer to you. I'm going to go over, over the 44 and a half. Uh, And nine and a half is so many points for the Broncos and Chiefs, but Um, it it is. Is that Um, one? And that's why, because the Chiefs can score so much. You're this rule of the 44 under. Take the under. That's a good, that's actually a good one because if the Chiefs are going basically going to win like thirty to three. Yeah, let's take the under on that. So we're going to take the we're going to take the Cardinals money line. We're going to take the 
under in the Chiefs Broncos game at 44. We're going to take the over at 44 and a half in the Eagles Giants game, and we're going to take the Lions uh, minus two against the Vikings. Yeah, I also like the Bengals to cover the five and a, really mi- <sighs> minus five and a half at home versus the Browns. I just, I just, I, just, uh, I still yeah. think the, I, I just don't think Deshaun's ready to keep up with the. Bengals. Yeah, that's fair. I just division games like. Anything over three and a half worries me. You want to, let's do it though. Let's juice it up. Let's let's go, Joe Cool. What, so what is that a five ski? Is Mixon? Uh, yeah, is Mixon playing? Do we know? I do not know. I, I think he will be, but I don't know. Yeah, I I'll be curious. Though I mean, Pirine's been playing so well. Like, yeah, it doesn't maybe, even matter. Maybe they'll hold him. Yeah, maybe they'll hold him out again just to be safe with all the concussion stuff. My my fantasy team would love that. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish uh Yeah. Minus six for the Raiders Rams, but like I said, it already started. Yeah. Um, all right. Good picks. Um and then for the parlay, let's just roll that for the parlay, eh? Uh yeah. Or, I or like that. You, okay. Do another another fun five Z. Yeah. Throw only... uh let's let's just let's just throw a butt let's throw a butt in there just for just put it on top. For what? Stoppage? Yeah, just put it on top. Okay. The only thing I would uh I would even <coughs> mess around with was uh would be throwing in some um over unders, some overs in the hockey games, but I'll just let me stay away one more week cuz I've been <laughs> I have been tracking them. I know where I would go. Um but and I I would say over in the Sabres and Penguins game, but uh, let's just let's just back away back away from that and just stick to football for now. Although we've been getting we've been sucking on football, so whatever. Just go for it. Let's just go for it. Let's let's we should maybe we should do like maybe we should do one of those 10 packs. I'm feeling lucky after uh, after winning those tickets. Oh god. We do one of those like $5 10 pack parlays right, let's that get, turns Let's get into... serious here. The over in the Penguins Sabres game, the uh the under in the Chiefs game. Wait, are we really picking ten? Are we doing a ten pack? No, no. What? We're, we're doing a four ski. Pussy. The the bud for the stoppage. The over in the Penguin Sabers game. The under in the Chiefs game. Oh, what was the other game you really liked? The Eagles Giants. Eagles. The over in that one. Yeah. All right, we'll do those four for the parlay. Uh. Let Let's take Celtics over Warriors on the road on Saturday night. Celtics over Warriors. Celtics okay. over Warriors. Money line or with the? Point? I does have a spread yet, but who cares? Just take, yeah, take it. Take, take the a, spread. Just sure. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever's would, going on. With the they Celtics. should be getting points, right? Uh, the Celt. No, I'm sure the Celtics will be given points. Oh, so to cover or money line? Uh, to cover. Okay. All right. Yeah, so what's that? Yeah, five. Yeah. No, we picked five football games, didn't we? Hold on. We're not including the, all the football games in the parlay. Why? I thought we were doing like a huge like seven spot. Fine. Okay. Fine. All, we're doing all of them. Everything we just said is a parlay. Cardinals, I don't even know what it was. Cardinals, Lions, over Eagles, under Chiefs. Good lord. That's four, right? Sure. That's four. We're taking Bud Crawford by stoppage. We're taking some over unders in hockey that you just said. And we're taking the Boston Celtics over the Warriors. This is going to be the the bet that gets us our next next round of merch. I feel it. 
Okay. I feel so good about it. I'm sending you the petty cash right now for it, bro. All right. That's that's what I like. <laughs> All right. And then let's just round out beer one. Shout out to him. And this week that goes to a Mr. Uh, John Heyman. <laughs> MLB uh, journalist, quote unquote, who tweeted out that Aaron, what? Basically, Aaron Judge to the the Giants. Giants was imminent. Imminent, and then he and then he starts backtracking, and then what actually was imminent with was Yankees signing him with within yeah. like a few minutes of that. <laughs> well, it was yeah, and then right uh, again, like immediately after his tweet, he's like, no, no, commu- no actual communication has has happened at all between Judge and the Giants. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoops. Oh man, that was uh, that was all kinds of fun. Yeah, and I don't. We don't actually have any. We don't have any memes of the week for this week. So I think we can skip straight to beer too, right? Yeah, we probably. I actually came up with one, and oh, then was, I forgot. The I, I, I I already forgot it after we came. All right. After we came up with it, so it obviously wasn't that good to stick. All right, let's just get to beer two with our special guest. Special guest, baby. All right, so let's get into beer two here. Uh, I let's assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute. Beep. Three, two, one. Guys. Uh, now there should have been a third crack there, because we have Mister Three Hundred joining us for beer two. All oh, TM. <laughs> TM. TM. Guys, guy, guy, guy goes and takes the nickname that I gave him. Uh, what a you're you're the worst. It's Casey Shea here to talk some Andor. What's uh, up, Casey? Everybody? What are you drinking? Uh, I am uh, still on the whiskey train, so it's uh, okay. Hazards, Hazards, uh, like coffee, vanilla whiskey. Oh man, that's what you had last time, huh? Yeah, it's kind of been the only uh, thing that I kind of. Like that, I keep in stock in the house at all times anymore. Like it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty freaking good. So. Nice, Drew. What are you Speaking drinking? Speaking of pretty freaking good, you, uh, the most amazing like uh, roughing the kicker penalty just happened in this Raiders Rams game. <laughs> this was like the greatest thing. This guy kicks the punt, and the Raiders player just like go, almost Goldberg spears just Goldberg spears the punter. That was amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, it was amazing. Yeah, you know uh, what, here, but you know what's stupid is what's that? every third, every time we record on Thursday, and you're sitting here talking about the Amazon game, you are a minute and a half ahead of me. Like I don't <laughs> care. Just talk about what a beer you're drinking. Sorry, so amazing. I'm just cracking another Corona premiere. That was just so tremendous. I'm like, wait, did he just do that? And there was no flag. I'm like, maybe I imagined it. And then the flag came. Like 30 seconds later, I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's roll. What do you got, Chief? Um, he, wow, he really did just f up that punter. <laughs> right? How amazing oh was God. that? Was like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> uh, it should be legal. That was amazing. All right, I'm drinking a heady topper. My last one. R.I.P. Last heady topper of the bunch. That dude. That that was that was like a deleted scene from uh, the Longest Yard. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into Andor, Drew. Lead up. Lead us into Andor. Andor. Well, I was gonna say Casey Shea being back. That can only mean one thing. We're talking Star Wars. Uh, Andor, the latest Star Wars universe, uh, 
series drop from Disney Plus. Disney just bringing so much joy to our lives with all the Star Wars goodies. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, it's been said by a lot of people that Andor is the greatest Star Wars material series, everything under the sun that's come out. Casey, you're going to help us tell the fans why that's the most absurd, incorrect statement ever and why the people saying it are probably products of severe cocaine abuse and alcoholism. So let me first start out by saying I do not have a drug or alcohol problem. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't do it, Casey. Don't do it. I, I don't I I won't say that it's the best. I will say that it is up there and ranks very high on the list of top like Star Wars content that is that has ever been created. All right, real quick, real quick before we talk about the show. It <laughs> let's let's just start with the series. Do you have is, any other addictions? Is this uh, yeah. Star, it, I mean Star Wars? Bowling, <laughs> bowling. Is is this is this better than was this better than any season of The Mandalorian? Yes. What? Yes. Casey, you're number one in all of my power rankings in life. I mean, my God, we colluded fantasy tr- football trades for God's sakes. <laughs> you heard this, it. You all heard it. They colluded. This is so <laughs> absurd. No one's if, still, what? If, if, you think we, if you think we've colluded before, just wait for what's coming this. My time. God, <laughs> no way. There is no way this is better than a, any season of Mandalorian. It, oh. I I would put it. I would put it ahead of season one of The Mandalorian and, like, maybe just edges out. Like, I'm having a hard time. I haven't actually, like, sat down and thought about that, like, to compare it to that particularly. Uh, like, like, Boba season- Fett, I'll give you. That I can... Yeah. I don't even... I, I, there's, no, there's really no point of even doing the rest the of this game. Am I the only one who enjoyed Boba Fett? Like, I like Boba Fett. I, like, Boba I, I think... It. No, uh, first off, I think all of the all of the Star Wars content, with the exception of... Um, no, actually, I didn't even mind the solo the solo movie. I didn't even mind that. Like, I think all the all the Star Wars content is really good. I just... The fact... When I started... I watched this... I started it after you guys, which is why we're a little bit later here. Um... But like when everyone was like, "Oh my God, this is the most amazing thing," I'm like, I, I, "Mandalorian's a thousand times better than this, as, as good as it is." So, uh, well, here's the, we'll just do the, here's the last one. Is it better than the prequels? Hundred <laughs> percent. Is it I, better? I, I, knee jerk reaction, like hundred percent. It's better than. Is the it better than the sequel sequels? Yes. The seven eight nine. So seven eight nine. So. I say I I do not put it above the Mandalorian. Um, prequels, I'll give you one and two, uh, episode three. Yeah, Sith. It, Sith, three, I don't even include as a prequel. I I love I I still love that. I I won't put it above that. Um, I won't put it above Rogue One the movie. Uh, I won't put it above the original four, five, six. Um, seven, I'd, eight, nine, I'd, I'd I'd put it ahead of Rogue One, but that's a whole other issue. I, um, I put it. I mean, it's kind of hard to rank it because it's the same. It's just like a continuation. It's a prequel right, yeah, for Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I, I'd put it somewhere in the middle, myself. I, it's good. It's good. I don't. I'm not hating on it. I I thought it was yeah, good, but I. Man, but that's, well, let's let let's. I, I'm. My so my highlights of it were obviously the three like main events. Maybe yeah. you could break that out to like a fourth, but yeah. I'd say. Mine were 
episode six. Yeah. Where... Should we give a quick before you do it? Should we give a quick overview or? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Go ahead. You got it. What well, I was gonna say. So the the ten or two, it's twelve up ep- the twelve episodes. They it revolves around uh, Cassie and Andor, who if if you've seen Rogue One, is the the main spy of the rebellion uh, that uh, teams up with Casey, name of the daughter, Generso. Yeah, Generso, um, and helps helps get the plans for the Death Star um, to the Rebel Alliance before eventually meeting his demise on on that planet but this is a this is basically his backstory and the events leading up to him becoming a integral part of the rebel alliance so there's a little little, little bit of flashback to him as as a child and how he kind of ends up where he is when the show starts as an adult um you know his early his early life is i i guess he's a, a high level thief we'll call him uh in the beginning i think that's probably fair uh, basically ripping off uh, the impure, impure, imperial tech and selling it on the uh, on the black market, getting involved in one of the first Rebel Alliance uh, schemes, and eventually joining. I guess in theory, that's what he did at the end was joining the the Rebel Alliance. Any any other high level synopsis there? I, I think you pretty much got it, and it's it's yeah. just it, it's. His story, but also the rise of the rebellion. How the rebellion got to the point where it had the resources, the wherewithal, the intel to make a counter-offensive, basically. Um, and it's laying the groundwork for that. There will be a season two, and I'm sure we'll get a lot more into that. Um, which is why so many people enjoy it i mean myself i always kind of just assume there was stuff like this going on and i was perfectly fine with not knowing the details now they put all the details you know they're they're filling in the blanks um they're doing a great job of doing it but um i guess to me like the wow factor is just a, a little bit lost on me just from the standpoint of i kind of expected this type of stuff myself um but yeah so anyway like i was kind of saying my my favorite parts were the the three big crescendos episode six which was the heist um and and the the meteor shower Mm -hmm. um episode i believe it was 10 casey where they escaped the prison yeah and then um was it the final episode where they had the uh, the last big hurrah? Or was that was that eleven, and then they that wrapped was, up in twelve? That was twelve. That was, yeah, it was twelve. Okay. It was twelve. Um, yeah, and so you know he the the heist referencing you know part of you know part of uh, Andor's invo- early involvement with the Rebel Alliance. He gets recruited by Luthen Luthen Ray, who's played by uh, Stellian Skansgard, who. Uh, more most recently, he's one of the uh, doctors in the Avengers in the Thor movies. But I mean, he's always probably going to be known as the the head professor from uh, Goodwill Hunting, which is just you know tremendous. Every time I see that guy, I'm like, oh, where's 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 Matt Damon coming out here in this thing? <laughs> um, he recruits him to to join a mission. They're basically going to a planet that, where the there's there's an imperial base to steal about a quarter's worth of the payroll 
from uh, from the Imperial unit that's there, right? I think it was like 90, was it 90 million units? Is that what they were stealing? I didn't catch, or I don't remember what the, the exact I forget what it was. was. Yeah, it was something, it was, something, it was, it was a quarter, it was a quarter's worth of payroll is, is yeah. what, is what it was. Um, so that's a lot of, a lot yeah. of money either way. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> so that's the heist that he gets involved with. You know, they end up succeeding there. Uh, you know, he's looking to get, he then, you know, looks, looks to get away with, uh, with his, I guess, adoptive mother, uh, and his close, you know, anyone close to him on Ferrix, which is the planet that they was basically home base for him, uh, ends up going by himself to some tropical island. Uh, and after, you know, fooling around with, I can only imagine is a Tatooine prostitute at some point in her life. Uh, he gets, ar- he gets ridiculously arrested by, for, for, for walking too fast <laughs> from the scene <laughs> of a crime and gets six years in prison. It's all basically supposed to set the tone of, you know, the whole thing was that part of the robbery was to force the, you know, the Empire's hand to be so ridiculous, to now be so ridiculously oppressive that more people are going to start to have their eyes open to that. They need to, re- they need to revolt and put an end to, to Papaltine's rule. Um, so he gets six years in this, in this prison where he teams up with uh, the Andy Circus. Yeah. So, so, so Drew, I'm, I, 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 I'm snapping at you. Come on. The Andy Circus. Oh, sorry. Sorry, precious. There you really precious. There you go. There you go. And then they, which, which they're, they eventually find out there's some shenanigans going on there and escape. Just to give some more color around your three crescendos there. Yeah, yeah. And then the end where they fight back. Um, yeah. And his mama dies. Although, I guess we'll we'll, we'll address that later. Um, but Casey, I, I want to get into it with you, in yeah. in terms of what was your who was your favorite character? I'd say top two favorite characters of this series. I mean, like Cassian has to be one. I mean, we were kind of chatting, you know, backstage before this anyway, about just how good Diego Luna actually is he's tremendous his, his imd is embarrassing for an actor of his caliber you know yeah, he, like, he was really good and, and he's not young it probably probably has to be circus just for his his performance like for every or the cumulative performance across everything like within the jail and i think that like to kind of go back to like your your point earlier about the always just sort of assuming it, that these things were happening in the background and yeah. like obviously like being like a Star Wars fan like for as long as I can remember like the whole concept of the Empire and the Empire being bad is just sort of like forced upon you based on like you know like how the movies are, are laid out that it's like oh Luke's like the good guy and if he teams up with a group of people that want to you know take down the empire because they're bad well why is the empire bad like fundamentally if you just pull back and go like okay the movie's telling me the empire is bad but what what exactly are they doing that is making it bad and they they don't really they do an okay job of showing it and making you feel like oh wow it's just like this like oppressive you know force in the Mm -hmm. in the in the galaxy but this this series and I'm surprised, like, I mean, kudos to Disney for actually allowing it, 
like, this to be shot and done the way that they did it. Because there's no, like, they, they just rip the band-aid off, like, rip everything down to its core and say, like, we've told you forever the Empire is bad, but this is why they're bad. You know, like, and, and we kind of talked throughout, Casey, and, and you, you know, you, you were a little bit ahead of me and I eventually caught up on the episodes, but um, one thing you kept saying was that uh, it was, uh, like, really dark is, is yeah am i quoting you right there yeah, yeah yep uh like what when i saw it i didn't necessarily think that it was necessarily dark but what what would like what were some of the like scenes and and like just various things that made you say that yeah i mean it's just like the you see you know the townspeople like in ferrix and just like everything is a uh, like it's just dirty and you know, like, yeah, some of them are, are like, I assume they're miners, you know, and that kind of thing. And, you, like, the Empire is just there, you know, and then that plays, like, the, the role throughout the entire show where, you know, Marva, uh, Cassian's adopted mother, dies. And they have their own traditions of how they do funerals in, on Ferrix. And they had to go through, you know, hoops and everything to get permits just to be able to do a funeral because the Empire is so afraid of gatherings that they won't even, you know, allow the townspeople, you know, to, to honor someone who was such a valued member of their of their community. And they're like, oh, and then they, you know, they show like the behind the, like the curtain side of it. And it's like, oh, well. They wanted, you know, the the permit to be for X number of people, and we we told them it was it could only be like twelve, ha ha ha, you know, whatever, you know, like yeah, they're just openly like openly yeah. being, like, just like a bunch of like a bag of dicks about. Well, it. even the <laughs> that's great, a bunch of a bunch of there's like the goof, a bunch of cho jugglers. Um, but not that like the whole concept of the prison, uh, yeah, was pretty dark. They not you know they're they increase these sentences. Uh, for it was, it was pretty much like the gulags. Yeah, which I mean, the worst kept secret was the end credits, where it turns out what they were doing in the prison was building parts for the Death Star. I mean, worse. I mean, if you if you couldn't have guessed that while they were doing that, then I don't know why you're you should you shouldn't even be allowed to watch like the rest of these Star Wars <laughs> things that come out. But like, so there not only are the the sentences insane, but you don't actually get out once your time is done. They just send you to a different floor because no one knows each other. And they're just, you know, that's basically, they're just, they're going to keep you there forever. And they killed, they killed an entire, an entire floor of, of people just to keep that, to keep that, to keep that a secret so that, you know, they could just keep working to churn out friggin', uh, you know, bolts and, and, and buffers for the, for the death star. So I agree. I, I that was I mean that was dark, but even the beginning where these two dudes are trying to shake down you know Cassian just because he's uh you know trying to find his uh his sister and he's got to kill them like I you know and it and yeah. some somehow somehow this is the the this the one thing I'll give this series credit for every this these must be the sharpshooters of this galaxy because nobody <laughs> was friggin' missing in this show every any shot like dude this was like a this was like a rocky movie where they landed like 97 power punches per round everybody that was shooting a gun in this in every episode of this series Marks was sp- yeah, exactly sniping people man straight sniping people it was absurd i'm like i was like my god and like even when someone's getting shot in the shoulder i'm like god that must have like hit like an artery that they're dead oh so wild yeah i agree i, I think this probably was one of the darker 
Um, outside of the last, you know, hour of Sith, I mean, this probably was the darkest of all the uh, of all the well, series. It's even, it's even like the stuff that they that they showed, you know, in this. Like it, one, it, I don't remember it, like Cassian just being so like murderous and just. You know, like, it's one thing, like, when it was, I guess, like, within Rogue One and he was doing, like, carrying out a mission or that kind of thing. But the way that he was just, like, cold killing people throughout this episode, like, throughout the series. I was going to say, I kind of thought Rogue One was darker just from the sense that, like, you knew they were all dead. Like, right. Like, but this was more... Like, I mean, don't you kind of already know? Well, we'll talk about it. I mean, that's always just going to be my problem with, like, this this guy and this series. I'd say this was, like, grittier. Like this is probably yeah. the grittiest. Well, I was gonna say, and the whole the whole concept that you know Luthen and who is the senator, which I still don't understand why there's a senate because there's an emperor. So what the hell are these senators for? Um, they were still they were under control of of the of Palpatine still at that point. Like they because if you go back to the prequels, which is right around the time of all of this was happening, like Senator Palpatine was being granted like the Supreme Chancellor. Or, Right. Whatever. All he, that he, kinda... was ju- he was just getting all of his power still. Right, but he's, yeah. he's an emperor now. Is he in, in this? Yeah. He's an emperor by the time we get to episode four. Ah, well, I mean, he's, isn't, he an em- isn't he an emperor at the, end of, at the end of Sith? Well, no, that's what Casey was just this saying. This is how they... democracy dies with, round, with resounding applause. Isn't that the moment he becomes the emperor? Well, he, like Casey said, he got... Temporary supreme. Yeah, but that order. was that was before yeah. the Jedi. That was that was before the you know the uh, they order order six 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 or whatever the hell. Order sixty six. Yeah, order sixty six. Yeah, it's it's before. I think this takes place before any of that because it was five. I think it's five years before Rogue One. So if you plug that into into the timeline of where Rogue One was, was like the Battle of Yavin or Scarif. Scarif. Yeah, he uh, he has to be an emperor at that time. But they, I don't. Know, Whatever. I think I think working. we're well. Spe- yeah. Well, I don't. Well, yeah. It's, it's fine. fine. But I'm just here. saying they. You know the the whole the whole messaging from all of them is no matter you know no nothing nothing matters but the cause. So like you got that set the senator basically you know whores out her daughter to keep to keep her her funding of the rebellion. Um, a secret. You got basically people. You know, Luthen basically is like, we're gonna. I'm gonna let fifty. I'm gonna let fifty men die so I can keep my spy in in the uh, in in the Imperial whatever that unit was called. Yeah. Like, it, I I agree. I, 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 it was it was it was definitely I thought darker and grittier than than anything else that was in there. Who who are your two favorite characters, Jo? Um, that's a good question. Probably. Um, again, I I forget the guy's uh actually what's the uh, the guy who was the professor in uh, Goodwill Hunting? Luthen. Yeah, Luthen. Probably probably him and uh, Cashin. I guess. Uh, I, I wasn't. I was. Yeah, I wasn't as enthralled. Who are you, mate? Oh, Cash, <laughs> Ca- Cassius, Cashian, whatever his name was. <laughs> fake, fake Pedro Pascal. Uh, <laughs> fake, fake. fake Kmart Pedro Pascal <laughs> was probably my third, honestly. Like, probably Circus and and German name I can't pronounce uh, okay. were were probably my my top two. I just I don't know why. Like Ka- Cash Cassian or whatever. Like, 
for whatever reason, he's not overly intriguing to me as a character. And I don't think it's them. I think it's me. I think I just I, I I he just doesn't tickle tickle me in the nether regions like like he does to everyone else. Um, I, I like his mom. So that, that's the one thing I'll say. This is like other than Yoda and some of the the Sith stuff. This was probably the best monologues that we've had in quite mm-hmm. some time. Um, I mean, the two that are in that the circus monologue, 10. the 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 hologram of the mother, and I feel like even uh, German guy I can't pronounce, I uh, Luthen. I feel like he has some good lines. Too. Oh, his. I mean, his, well, I mean, no, no one cared to ask me my favorite characters, but that's okay. Um, uh, well, I was still describing mine. We didn't <laughs> Luthen, uh, Luthen, the the speech that Luthen gives his informant. In that basement, when yes, he goes, yes. when he basically yeah, goes, what, 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 it, what have you had to sacrifice? And he just basically, yeah, he, uh, that I, 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 I should have googled it. That was Everything. just, that was just tremendous. He's like a cause that I'll never, yeah, a cause that I'll never know I was a part of it, and all the ah, uh, dude, I'll, I'll, be, was, I'll be dead when it when it actually happens, and they'll never know I was a part of it. Yeah, that was, yeah, so that well. was that was fantastic. So good. I sleep in my identity and my fitness. Yeah. It's just oh. yeah, that, yeah, that was chills. Good stuff. Getting chills already just thinking back. Yeah, that was hit him, the mother, and and um circus. They, I mean they were just so they were so heavy. The that was that was so good. Well uh, like even it, not to not to cut to or cut off Drew or anything, but the it, as far as like the like the heaviness, that darkness, like circus gives that that rousing like you know one way out and all the thing and then they get to the, they get to the, the to the edge and he's like i can't swim and yeah and it's just like oh my god like you're like you're rooting uh. for like all of them so hard and then they reach like he's right there and it's like he did it all and sacrificed himself for like his brothers to be able to get out. Until we talk about season two ideas. Yeah, that's I, was I know. I, I, I know. I know what his fate is. So, well, I guess let's I guess go into that one. I'm intrigued. Uh, so my thought is, first of all, my, my favorite character, since again, no one's going to yeah. have my favorite character. I, I, no, wait, you were starting to talk about your, your theories <laughs> on season two. Calm down. What do you want to talk about first? Your favorite my, character? My, favorite my thought, this, I think this is the perfect opportunity to bring this most beloved character back. Uh, my, my guess is you're going to, you, you see Circus, he's there. And, you know, everybody's jumped, they're doing their thing, and he's just standing on the ledge, and all those guards come out, and they're just, they're basically telling him to get on his, get on his knees and freeze, and he basically looks at him, and he's like, he'd rather die than be, be a prisoner, and be, uh, you know, be part of, um, part of the, you know, again, I'd rather die, die trying than, than live helping them get what they want. He jumps into the water, and as he's floating to the bottom... He 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 gets saved by by Jar Jar Binks, and you find out you find <laughs> out you, you find you find out that the base that, that that prison was was built on is underneath that water is the new location of the lair of Jar Jar's people, Bam. and then Jar and Jar Jar Binks gets back into the fold. I, Drew, so Drew and I were discussing this like oh earlier my in the God. week, I, and and listen, I Jar Jar Binks doesn't annoy me like he annoys everyone else. For for the collective 
outrage and calamity that that uh, that a resurgence of Jar Jar Binks would cause. Sign me up a thousand uh, percent. That would first be off, so I good. I still I still want some. I hope that someone has it in their back pocket that he is the ultimate Sith Lord. Like I just I just want that Please. before I die. I just want that to become something that he was indeed part of the Sith and and a mastermind behind it. But I think that'd be perfect, right? Like, sir, you you can keep Circus alive. You get a little cool, little yeah. You, know, you get to see. I forget what I don't know. I forget what his species is, but you know they had that whole underwater thing going on. What and you could you could use the whole we were hiding in plain sight. Who would have thought to look underneath the prison? Boom, done. Love it. I mean. So there was, and I know I've told you guys this. There was a like a a growing part of me after that that Reddit where one person posted the theory on Reddit that Jar Jar was the ultimate Sith. Yeah, wow, so good. And then I went back and watched the prequels through that lens, and I will say that the watching it through that lens, the prequels are are watchable. Like they're better. Cold water. <laughs> and then, funny. and then as we were getting into like the new ones after they killed. After Snoke gets killed off, like, like, like freaking nothing. Um, going into Episode Nine, I was like, "Oh, please!" Like, it was all setting up that a part of me, as much as it would have pained me and killed me and killed my fandom, like entirely, to see it happen. The appreciation of the long con, like if Jar Jar would have like emerged from the shadows, <laughs> it would like, have been amazing. <laughs> I, I like I, I that would have been so. Like, can you imagine that would have that would have gone that whatever that whatever that uh, viral video is when those people are in like a bar or whatever and like they show something on that big screen and they go nuts. That's what would have happened with Jar Jar coming out of the cloak. The Tiger Masters oh, is that what it, whatever it is. That's oh. what it would have been. Oh my god, I would have loved it. Like just being in the theater and just like I was already in a theater with a bunch of angry like angry nerds to begin with for watching episode nine to see to have that have been Jar Jar just like emerging from the shadows so wearing good. like a black cloak and just going like Misa think you were in the wrong place Ray yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> so good oh god oh, oh man. <laughs> Misa think Palpatine was a pimp. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh, pull some, pull some guy, just rip off some Godfather lines while we're at it. Oh, that would have been amazing. Very, very big missed opportunity there. So, breaks my heart. Breaks oh, my, my heart. God. Like, it just would have been like, it would have been such a risk. Like, Disney just would have been, like, after spending like the $4 billion to get the Star Wars franchise, it just would have been like lighting money on fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh God! All right, well, Drew, who are your two favorite characters of this, this uh, series? My favorite characters were Luthen. I, I I just thought his uh, I I just really enjoyed his whole his whole gimmick. I, I love the fact that he was like this like fancy pantsy like rare uh, relics collector, and then in the shadows he was leading the rebellion. I just yeah, I agreed. That. I, I I thought he was the best. Man. Yeah, I, I thought he was really good. And the speech, what what the 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 speech he gives the informant at the end in I think that's episode ten. It's ten. I mean that was that was so good because it's like all he just puts it in perspective for you. It's like you know why would you let you know why would you let Cregan you're gonna let these fifty men die? It's like because it's not like it's not about them. It's like that's. You know, that's uh, it's war. They, it's, they uh, signed up to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, this isn't like what what this this isn't for us. This is for this is for the future. Uh, that was excellent. And uh, as always, 
uh, be the droid. I mean, that the, the, the you can say what you want about post original Star Wars, but every every iteration of Star Wars since they just they crush making me love the main droids in in the shows. Uh, tremendous. B was fantastic. At the end of the, at the end of this, I, I really didn't care what happened to anybody. I was like, can, can we just make sure no one's gonna blow up B here? Because a pretty a pretty when that when that when that like weird like weird kid whose dad got taken away was making the bombs, I was like, this fucking kid's gonna put these bombs in B, isn't he? And B's gonna go B's gonna B's gonna go into town and he's gonna drive into the middle of those friggin' stormtroopers and he's gonna blow up B. Like I was I was really getting pissed. I'm like, are you guys? Is this really gonna happen? He no. was gonna have like a like a K two or K two S O. Yeah, dude. Oh one. man, and uh, I mean, and a run, runner up, uh, uh, Bix, just because man, roll tide, roll freaking tide. <laughs> Is that his uh, mom that gave the uh, that gave the the big speech? No, Bix. That's no. the that's his like that's his weird like girlfriend. Yeah, not I, just, girlfriend. I just wanted to oh. pin you as a gilf lover. That's all. Um. Nah, God, how oh, make that? What what a role that would have been for Carol, for uh, Melissa McBride. Um, what was that? What was I gonna say? Um, yeah, those were those characters were good. I did like I, I liked the little I you know an actual close runner up was the uh, the rebel the rebel crew that um, was part oh, the of the Motley heist. crew that did the heist. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, yeah. the uh, I, I have the, to, I feel like I should admit to the listeners as well that like I, I'll say like. I totally whiffed on that mission up until the point where they grabbed all, all the all the Imperial units. I thought they were going in to get a file to show who was on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, they were like, oh, the quarterly payroll's in there. And I was like, oh, shoot, who's on the payroll? Like, this, this is going to be like, this is going to be like, what sense does that even make? Well, I thought it was going to be intel on like who they who they can like go after or something, or like who was like what? who who was a double risking, agent, risking everything for a piece of paper to understand like it happens all the get. time in real life. Like like you risk your life for intel. Like yeah, I thought it was a piece of intel. I thought I didn't know it was on like, this like random planet. Oh man, that's all right. And then, cool. and then they show all the units and like the gold spilling out or whatever it is, and I was like. If it was just this piece of paper with the payroll, why, why, why couldn't that one like lieutenant just go get it on his own? Why would they need six people to infiltrate the base during I, this that's event? That's what I was watching to find out. I don't know. <laughs> they, they construct this elaborate like Star Wars Ocean's Eleven just to yeah, like, right, just to get a piece of paper. Just to get a piece of paper. This I guy mean, had like I, the I, key I card. I don't too. think they had Wi-Fi back then. I don't think they could like hack it. I think. Oh, they had, that's like, fantastic! Get in there. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Great stuff there, man. I, for, oh. I forgot about that when you texted that to me. Like I had to sit down because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> <at it. laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay. Luthen's gonna pay Cassie two hundred fifty grand to get him a piece of paper. That the happen in real life. That all the, the people time. working, that the people working for free could have got him. Hey, you know what? Let me just. Just in case uh, somebody, you know, somebody like drops and rips that thing. Let me send Cassian in there to tape it back together. Here's 250k, bro. Like, like, don't you watch any other spy like stuff? How how they have these elaborate plots for intel? Yeah, I yeah, but I yeah, I I, I hear you. Okay. I'm being a little too. I'm being too rough on you. 
It's fine. I mean, you can be rough. I deserved it. I, I It took me up until the point where the gold is spilling out to realize it. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's not like it's that far. Like, it, it would have been less ridiculous for you to think, like, quarterly payroll was, like, code for, like, the next Death Star or something. Like, that would have been, like, more plausible than, yeah, they just want to, they just want to get the roster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else? What else? <laughs> like, like the lieutenant's literally. He knows all the. He knows all the soldiers there. Why would they need to do that? I, I mean, look again. You're. You're. I, I, I'm, I don't know what to say. Like, I. I. I'm. I'm wasn't like into this. Like, like detail for detail. I was like, okay. okay like, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Oh, episode six. Finally, something's <laughs> happening. Nothing's right. happening. Nothing's happening. Oh, episode ten. Cool. Something's happening. It it seems the way that they structured this was like almost as either three or four kind of like mini movies that they just strung together. Or like you yeah. got two episodes that were building and then like the third episode, you know, was the like the crescendo. And then four and five are kind of like building building and then six is, you know, heist and, and all that's fun and cool yeah. and everything. Um what do you So I I thought the prison was pretty dope. This idea that like <laughs> they just have this floor that if you don't have shoes on, you basically get fried. That was pretty cool to me. That was nuts. Well, that was another dark thing. Like I said, like so back to the dark thing. So there's things that I don't remember Star Wars ever ever doing was you know showing it you know, like the like the the hot floor, and then two a guy literally committing suicide. And then yeah. third was the doctor-assisted suicide, you know, like putting the putting the old guy down because yeah. he had all that stuff. Like those were things like they have never gone that far with. Yeah, it. no, that's a good point too. Yeah, yeah. this is and, now a franchise that takes chances, and I'm and I'm happy for it. Like I I think it it needs to, you know, and I'm happy that Disney because I remember back when Rogue One like Rogue One was supposed to be I believe was supposed to be a summer release yeah and they pushed it back to like they're they fell into that window like where every Christmas basically for like four or five years there was a new Star Star Wars Wars. movie that came out so they moved it back to to December because they had to rewrite it because the initial cut was too dark like I remember that being a thing so I'm like Rogue One what we've seen is dark. What got left on the cutting room floor? Like, what did they have to go back? The Snyder and cut. <laughs> right. Like, show me that. Like, what, like, is this, is this the kind of like level of darkness that, that Rogue One was? And they went back and fixed or made it tamer because it was Disney. And then, you know, now that it's their own streaming platform and they can do whatever they want with it, you know, who knows? But, I and maybe some of this is that the show just so far exceeded any expectations that I had for it because when they had it was at a D23 or a celebration or whatever like two years ago when they announced that this this show was coming in addition to like Boba and Mando like new seasons and the Ahsoka show and the new cartoons and new like all this stuff I was like I don't need the backstory on Andor like I don't care and I'm like I'm gonna watch it because it's Star yeah. Wars yeah. But I'm like I'm less I'm so less enthused about that character because I know how this ends. Yeah, I yeah exactly, and that hits on the head because even like and that's why he wasn't on my favorite characters list either because I'm just like it is hard for me to get into this because I 
Like, you pretty much know the fate of all these people. Like, like that's why, like, Rogue One, I still, like, it was it was a good movie. Like, it was more the people than, you know, kind of the, the fantasy of Star Wars and everything. But, like, you know, as soon as I walked in the movie theater to see Rogue One, I'm like... I know every. I know all these people are dying. Like I've, I are like I can't get like you can't get me to have an emotional investment in Cassian Andor because I I know he's gonna die. So like this in the print like the prison breakout. I'm like, yeah, he's obviously escaping because he's in the movie. Like yeah, you know like you already kind of know what's gonna happen, and I feel like you know it's tough to build. It's just tough to that's that's who you're supposed to feel the most for. I feel like. Yeah, because he gets the most screen time, so it's it's hard to get the emotional attachment to any of these other other characters. They did they did a good job, like the senator, like the the the, the senator. I think they did a good job with her her story to get some emotional um, yeah connection I thought so too. I thought with that her. Was pretty good. I, I don't I don't really care about her uh, about her sister. She's kind of a I I can't even, I can't use those words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of a jerk i don't really like her um and uh and her girlfriend's definitely like trying to give her the message that uh hey listen we were just we were just shacking up for the mission like this isn't like, we're not moving in together uh yeah like that was pretty much it like and then luthan they you know he just that, that you know that actor just stole all the scenes and i feel like that's what you know made me more attached to him so but that's what just kind of makes this whole story it's it's hard to it's just hard to get attached to the characters cuz it's like yeah they're obviously dying yeah, yeah and and i think i'm applying the same like the same logic to this show that i applied to rogue one and why i like rogue one so much is that because i because you know the ending there has to be like really good writing, like really yeah, the good writing, acting. Yeah, writing was tremendous, and all the acting in this was was tremendous. You know, like because you know the ending, so like to be able to build any level of suspense when you know the ending, or like to build any sort of emotional attachment, and it's not even like I found myself, it's not even like the emotional attachment to Cassian necessarily, but like there's those moments like with Luthen and and his you know incredible monologue at the end of episode ten. And then uh, with Circus, you know, as, as he's helping, like, everybody, like, you see his character, like, crack. Like, he's just trying so hard throughout the, the first couple of episodes that were introduced to him to just be, like, just put your head down and go to work and shut up. Like, I'm getting out of here in, like, a month or whatever. And then he slowly starts to, like, realize that it's all bullshit and that he's not he's not leaving. And then it, the the speech and, like, there's all this, like, all right, cool. Like he's he's come around. Like he's gonna he's gonna do something. And then he gets to that that defining moment where it's like he just has to jump and he's free and he can't do it. And it's like that's one of the more heartbreaking moments I can remember in a Star Wars movie. Like, or I, I, guess I do anything. think he's gonna be alive for the second one. Yeah. What um? And so I mean, it's Star Wars. Friggin' uh, Obi Wan and and Anakin like fought on lava for like forty five minutes. Like I th- I think they can make Sergis somehow like float his way to safety. Well, and that that was kind of like when I started looking back on and like okay, let me take my my fanboy hat off and like let me just you know try and apply like normal logic to this like. There were what, like a, a couple hundred guys or whatever that that just jumped into the water. Like one of them couldn't like help him, like, right? Float or just like they, kinda... they could take turns taking him a, like swimming him a hundred yards at a time. 
Right. Yeah. So um, and then and, and and only two. Of I will them say, made it. if he really did die, like I really appreciate the creativity to not show the death and just let let the fan like let let the viewer like imagine it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's really cool. If he in, is in fact dead. Right. Because I'm just imagining that he's hanging out with Jar Jar underwater eating sushi. Um, <laughs> would it? Would you? Would, would, would it these... be awkward for Jar Jar to eat sushi? Though? <laughs> I'm jumping around a little bit because I we might have someone talking the series, but what what of these three things are you most looking forward to seeing in season two? The the fate of uh, Luthen's Luthen's character. Wait, can can I can I cut you off for a second? Here yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This is more fun. This is more fun ridiculousness. Before, so it's that's why the, I, it's, the I, last I, thing I, I wanted to know because Casey Drew and I talked about this for a while and we just didn't know, but like. What was the big like hoopla about like all, something about there was all twelve or it was what was oh the line what was the line that Circus said that everybody like got all excited about when he when he asked him how many how many guards are on each level and then Circus finally answered him and says never oh. twelve never more than twelve no more no less. yeah that one yeah I, was there fanfare? Oh my one? god! Like Twitter exploded after Twitter after that like, episode oh, released. So cool. Like, you said like they they put the that or something that that viral that viral like meme or whatever that like I was talking about. They put that scene on the screen that the bar went nuts for. People went nuts. I guess because finally, like circuit, like you knew like circus was gonna help him escape. I guess that was supposed to be like why everybody was like, let's go. But yeah, like I I thought it was some like. Without having watched it or whatever, and seeing how crazy people were going, I thought like he like he unlocked the Rosetta Stone of Star Wars, and somehow we were figuring out some huge like plot point. Yeah, yeah. Google. So it wasn't it wasn't just yeah? I googled it. I couldn't I couldn't put two and two together. But... I, I well, I'm saying I, I th- I'm assuming it was just that people got excited because it was like okay, like Circus is in, he's gonna help him break out of prison. I mean that's that's how I took it. That no, that I think yeah, I think that's what it is. I think we were like because of how we were looking at it a little bit. Yeah, because we of how like, insane wait, is that like the internet. Yeah. Some, something else. Yeah, like the internet just went way too crazy for something as basic as that. Well, so I guess it, the other part of like this whole thing is because of how much I was enjoying this series. I I remember. You know, when Boba, like, when Book of Boba Fett came out, when when Kenobi came out, when anything, like, with Mando came out, I had to basically, like, go social media blackout to avoid spoilers, to avoid, like, anything. I didn't have to do that with this show. Yeah, I didn't either. And I was getting annoyed on some, like, I was happy that people, like, randos, like, online, like, weren't blowing things for me, like, before, you know, because Disney needs to, like, rethink when which day of the week that they release these things because right. I bowl on Wednesdays and like, it kills me that I don't get home until like 1130 or so. And it's like, then I have to get up and go to work in the morning. So I just don't have time to watch it that night. And plus my wife's usually in bed by the time I get home anyway. And we, and we watch these things together. So, you know, if Disney's listening to this, like, Hey, just like throw us a bone and maybe move it to like Thursday instead of, <laughs> instead of Wednesday releases for, for purely selfish reasons. But, um, the hell's they even say i don't even know anymore but they <laughs> like i i would have to that go whiskey's like this, hitting it is a little bit the uh but the social media blackout you know i i didn't even have to it never even saw anything that remotely like in trending topics like 
people I follow, like, I know we're big Star Wars fans, like, they weren't talking about it. It's just, like, and it's then it started to annoy me that, like, are people just sleeping on this show because they know Cassian dies in Rogue One? And Probably. Like, it, you know, and is it that same it, mentality? It didn't feel like anybody was sleeping on it. It felt like there was a lot of hyperbole of this is the best Star Wars content ever, and I was just like, really? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's if it's the best of twenty twenty two. Like, <laughs> I, I think if we if we take certain ch- on the whole, the whole like beginning to end. I don't know. Like, I know I said earlier, it's probably better than Mando. I think on the whole, it's probably better than Mando. Like, but there are parts that drag. Hey, you're allowed to have a separate opinion than us. That's fine. Yeah. Not not that opinion. <laughs> not that okay. that. I'll allow it. And, I'll allow it. But <laughs> My you know, God. I mean, it, like, one of the other things I think, like, where it succeeds, too, is that, like, Mando, Mando's interesting because it's not... Like, it's still within the Star Wars universe, but it doesn't there, really feature There's a lot of, of untold story there. The, when, yeah. when 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 Mando and Bill Burr are hanging out, and Mando takes off his helmet and breaks breaks his breaks his oath to save that little fucker, that 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 holds up against anything in this freaking you. I almost cried. I may have it, cried. It, You're putting this up against that. Shame I, on you. It, it that was a wonderful moment. Give me a Lamar I, Jackson back now. <laughs> You can have him. <laughs> you colluding bastard! I, I don't even know who the hell I'm even starting a quarterback. Oh my like god! It's you so... colluding bastard! Oh, it's so this... it's so upsetting to me that you think that. Ah. Oh. So, but like, where where I think, and I don't know, maybe it's just like the the, the old crotchety man or whatever coming out in me that like that I'm applauding them not putting like cutesy things into into this that yeah, this is it's fair like you know there's no like, like there's no baby yoda in this like there's nothing that's like redeeming that's like a beacon of like oh like well as, as long as they show this little thing like as dark as this is there's this little thing i can hold on to that's that's pure and whatever i, get well, that's, I mean that's b for me other than that's b okay. yeah fair fair it, fair point yeah you know, I mean, and, and B's cool and all, but and he has like some emotional moments in in there too. But he's not like the main the main character. Like they didn't. Right. Th- there's nothing in this that screams like, okay, we know we have something here, and we're gonna hype this for the sake of selling merchandise. Like, like a look anywhere. You can throw a rock right now and hit something that's Baby Yoda, and yeah. and that's fine great character like they've done a really good job with it like i'm not faulting it i'm just saying like what from this would be anything that would be on that level of like marketability for like toys or bix but that's a different kind of toy (laughs) just use some imagination there um no that's a good point and and we even just to get on a, a a 30 second side tangent we even said you know, we we were wondering aloud um, how Disney measures profitability with these things because they're already part of the streaming. They already have your subscription dollars. So, you know, is it the views? Is it? Do they basically look at Star Wars as its own vertical just to drive fan engagement, which then leads to things at the park? merchandise blah 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 more and more of that stuff um because to your point casey yeah there's i mean like what type of merch would you even get out of this like what phrase what 
I mean, like, all the best phrases are super dark. Like, like you would walk around with a T-shirt that says, like, I gave everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> never, never more than 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, uh, it's, it's, that's a great point. Um, so, anyway. Um, Drew, so, just to wrap it up, what were you saying? You were about to say some stuff about potential what are you, what, what, Which of these are you most looking forward to, to seeing in... Season three. Season three, the fate of Luthen. Uh, to find out that Andor's mother is not dead, because the entire time, after after they, I, 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 the whole time I was expecting her to come back, and be like, she's not really dead. Like this gotcha, whole thing, bitch. this whole thing was just a plot to rally the rebels around her death and that like message. Like I thought that was going to be the after credits, like that the mom was actually still alive and she escaped. That's why she didn't want to leave because she could be a fo- like uh, central part of the rebellion. Not the oh wow these wow what a shock these 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 spare parts were for the Death Star. That's what I was expecting. Um, or three, the the ridiculous, awkward, and just off-putting sexual tension between Srill and Deidre to be just over when Srill finally just puts a pup in her. What's like? What, what, are, what are these three things that we are we looking the most forward to happening in season two? I mean, it's got a. I don't think anything's made me more uncomfortable than this surreal Deidre thing. It, so weird. It is. It is a little weird. <laughs> so weird. Like there, and there are a couple of things like these these side tangent stories or whatever. Like that's one of them, and then this whole. This whole, like, series started out with Cassian looking for his sister, <clears throat> and then that falls off the face of the earth, and you don't really hear hmm. anything about it for the rest of the entire series. So does she show up, you know, in season two? You know, does he, now that he's free, like, does he go on the hunt for her now that he believes he doesn't have his mother anymore? You know, how exactly, now he's, you know, he's hooked up with Luthen. Just, like, how it's probably going to focus on Cassian's rank or uh, like rise through the ranks of, you know, the rebellion to right. be what you see him to be in, in rogue one, you know, do they, I mean, they can't really, they can't really show Jin or so in this. Well, they, they, they could, could at the end, they could, at they, the, the final episode, they, they could mention her. I think it makes more sense to like mention her that like, hey, there's a, you know, there there's someone we like, there's an interesting person that that we need the like the daughter of Galen Urso, like we have to go like break her out of you know the transport or whatever, and then it just ends. But yeah, like it's it's gotta be, it's gotta be Luthen, and then it, I can't believe we've gone this far into the into this and haven't even mentioned like Forrest Whitaker's name at all. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it's like for for such like a, a minimal role that he had in this series, extremely and, integral. Yeah, yeah, like and it's the Jar Jar Binks effect. That's why I like Jar Jar Binks. Extremely integral, but everybody else was just hated him and dismissed him. But like, yeah, same thing with Force Whitaker. He's just so like minute but extremely integral. Like that that scene where Luthen and and Forrest or Sakurera like just go line for line like back and forth at each other was some of like the best interactions yeah that that 
And it was really good, but also really annoying that, like, Forrest Whitaker was, like, so, like, standoffish. And it's like, bro, like, really? That's like, how that's, I mean. That's how he was in Rogue One too. I know, yeah, and, I know. And it's that's just how like, he was even in the in the animated series. So it all like it all tracks. Like it took us it took us fifty four minutes and nineteen <laughs> seconds for the animated series to come up. You know, we definitely didn't have a side bet to see how long that would take to come up. <laughs> you know, like it's and and I realize that a lot of this, and I've said this before, like some of or some of these things are more like, you know candy or or like fanboy candy or whatever for like the people that have like watched I'm a big fan of fanboy of candy. Oh yeah. You know, so seeing a seeing like a character like a Sakurera like be on my screen in front of me and know his backstory and know like his importance and how he became so like radicalized in the first place and like it's all cool and then that they got someone like who's as awesome as Forrest Whitaker to like play him just nails it. So Something has to happen with Forrest or with Sakurera in season two because if you remember in Rogue One, he's got like the breathing apparatus and all that kind of stuff. And oh yeah, he doesn't have that in this right now. So oh yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. Like something's gonna happen where his health starts to fail him for whatever reason, and he needs and he needs that. So I don't know that it's just like an old age thing because he looks about the same age in this as he does in Rogue One. He spent too um, much time uh, un- under the ocean and Jar Jar Binks' lair, and, and the, pre- yeah. the pressure collapsed his lungs, and now he needs that. Yeah, I mean, it's like I had been waiting and waiting and waiting for him to show up in this because, like, he had to. And then, like, when Luthen goes off on that that side mission, like by himself, and the the one dude that's got like the I'm gonna I can't remember what kind of like species he is or whatever but he's got like if you remember like the Jedi Plo Koon who was in the prequels and I feel like uh, I don't think I, I thought you made up that word that you just said after Jedi so I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> but he's the like at least as far as uh like Saw Guerrero's crew goes he's like the one dude that had like the the pipes that kind of like came out of his shoulders up into his mouth and as soon as he showed up on screen i was like we're getting forrest whitaker like this is this is going to be an awesome episode um and then he goes inside the cave and like there he is yeah i was gonna say was i don't remember i i don't even know if i watched oh i definitely watched the trailer i couldn't remember if he was in the trailer i yeah i don't remember like i knew i knew he was attached to the project okay but it was just like you know, we were getting three episodes in and four episodes in. I'm like, where the hell is he? Like, he's the only... He was, like, the only one that hadn't shown up yet. Yeah. And then he finally did. And, like, I literally threw my arms up over my over my head. And my wife's just looking at me like, I can't believe I married you. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> my wife says that all the time, but it's usually, usually not Star Wars related. Yeah. Multiple times I was watching this and she would walk in the room and go, what are you watching? And I'm like, Star Wars. And she's like, I could tell she's just like waiting for like the Force and like Jedi and Yoda. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not that, that kind of Star Wars. Yeah, no, no Force, <laughs> no lightsabers. No lightsabers, no, no, like, no Jedi, no Force, nothing. Nothing yeah, like that. Just like a normal show, like normal <laughs> people in the Star Wars universe just showing like the, the origins of how the rebellion started and why. And that, like, just pulling the, like I said before, like, just compelling. ripping the band-aid off and just, yeah, like... compelling. Like, you're finally showing me the why. Like, 
the why I shouldn't like the Empire, like the why you know these people like rose up and did what they did and and all that. Like it's yeah. it's the justification. Well, to me, for to it. me, the 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 episodes one, two, and three were enough because uh, it was they had freedom and they had a democracy and a republic, and that got corrupted by you know terror like the Sith, and so yeah. uh, like that was. I always just took that at face value, yeah, but it's good story. It's good. It's good. Uh, it's good. It's good backfill. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think we can wrap this up, Drew. You, do you have anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm just doing a trying to take an inventory of everything that happened in there. Um. And so, did they say? I guess the only other thing that's left. So, this is five years before Rogue One. Yeah. And how many years is Rogue One between between uh, Sith and uh, yeah? Like how many how many years after Sith is Rogue One? That's a great question. I that's what we were I, to I, I try I try to use I, I used to use the building of the Death Star as like the the timeline. But like the fact that they rebuilt the Death Star in like a month between Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi has completely like warped that for me. Let me uh, because well, they have... just they just started building the Death Star at the end of Sith, and it's getting completed as New Hope. Well, I guess it is completed as New Hope starts. Well, it's almost it's operate it's it's operational. It's operational. Rogue, Rogue yeah, One but takes it's not. Place. Go ahead. Two... It's two decades, so twenty years have gone by. Yeah, okay. From Revenge of the Sith to Rogue One. Gotcha. Twenty years. And then Rogue One bleeds seamlessly into Episode Four. Yeah. So, so this is so this is fifteen years after right. Sith. Which yeah. In Kenobi, I mean, it kind of begs the question of the events of Kenobi are, are these happening concurrently? Which I guess we don't. Do we know that? Bueller, Bueller. Kenobi's ten isn't. Don't they say Kenobi's ten years in that ten years after? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So I guess this is, I guess Kenobi was a little bit before. Am that. I making it up? Maybe not ten. Is it eight, ten? Uh, I feel like they right. definitely tell you how long it's been in Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess Kenobi. It's, I think it's, so. It's Kenobi. Kenobi is happening before this. Question. Kenobi's yeah. ten years after. Yeah, because I say Kenobi is definitely happening before the events and this of this is probably show. Probably fifteen years after. So the, yeah. Yeah. Kenobi has already happened. Correct. Correct. It's interesting. Okay, uh, Casey, is there anything else you would like to add to this? Um, where do I get my plaque for being the most right? And and where does Drew get his for being the most wrong? It's embar- it's embarrassing. <laughs> In terms of wait, opinions or predictions? Opinion. Opinion. I, oh, um. Listen, I, I, I it, it, it's no it's your... no se- it's no secret that if I could trade all of my all like all the people I spent the most time with in college and just hung out with Casey, I would do it. I wouldn't even think about it. It's a no brainer. This. This this is this is a setback, Casey. This is this is truly a setback to say this show this show on a whole is better than Mandalorian. I don't. Normally, it's you and I ganging up on on Jay. I know. Like, this is ridiculous. This is yeah, I'm just trying to like, stay out of the way and let you guys get headbutt. Here. I I just <laughs> I, I mean, 
Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like it's recency bias. Like the amount of text that we would get from all like the the nerdy shit that ha- was happening in Mando. Like when they when they showed the back of Boba Fett in season one after after Mando got out of the whatever the hell that that mm-hmm. dragon thing is. Oh my god, that's gonna be we're gonna see Boba Fett because we just learned that with that armor on, you can survive being swallowed by the giant warp. We're gonna see him ten minutes later. We see, oh my god, it's Boba Fett, and you're gonna tell me that this show is better than that? I can't, I can't do it. So I, I will, I will say, Mando does a really good job of pulling in like references and bringing back characters and setting. I, I think they've used. I've long kind of held this theory that Mando was like a backdoor pilot to spring off all these other shows that are coming out. Okay. Like, like Ahsoka, you know, like the, the book of Boba Fett, that they just needed a vessel in order to do that, to tie the whole thing together. And then when Mando was so wildly successful and as good as it is, they're like, well, shit, now we have to continue this, but we're still going to do all the other stuff. Listen, Listen, Mando had Katie Sackoff. Poof. And Sasha Banks. Um, I mean, hell, wait, your your excitement your your excitement your excitement for that blue cowboy in Boba Fett oh, was higher Cad than Bane. anything from this. Cad Bane. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, like, well, and that's and that's the thing. Like, so <laughs> there isn't this show doesn't rely on like the Easter eggs yeah. and you know, the, the establishment of like legacy characters and that sort of thing. It's like, it's just its own thing. Right. And like, there are little like tiny Easter eggy things here and there or whatever. And that's, and that's fine, but it's not like, you know, the, the book of Boba Fett, which was three episodes and then turned into like Mando season two and a half. Yeah. Oh, real quick. <laughs> well, so I keep saying that real quick. Last thing, the only criticism I had that kind of caused me to – it took me longer to get into it. Didn't didn't really care for the flashbacks to him as his kid on Canary and still don't actually know what happened on Canary. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just – when he was a kid? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like that back in that – like I – you know, when people were complaining about the first Manly Jordan, the first couple episodes being too slow – I felt like that was the only thing that made me like go in and out of caring. Was like, I what's happening in this flashback? Like, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah, they. I I just took it at face value of like, oh well, this is how he got hooked up with his adopted mother. And yeah. I don't know what happened to the rest of the crew. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or like, or his sister, because I thought that's where this was going, and then they were just like, yeah, no, we're just gonna go all in on. On, on just for just focus on Cassian, and then we're gonna do this cool thing in the jail. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure his sister is a sex worker in the uh, the the Imperial Army. Well, Casey, I thought that was uh, I thought that it, I, I thought that's it, where they were going with that. It was definitely implied, or heavily heavily implied. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but does I was expecting him to like you know go find her, but then I'm like, well, I don't remember her showing up in Rogue One. So is there even like a storyline here? Yeah. Or is or are they just using this as like, you know, the the vessel for him to like have the happenstance meeting, you know, with Luthen, and then it just takes off from there, and we just never he just has to like forget that his sister. He like he he just gonna is gonna come to the realization he can't do anything for his yeah, sister. He's like it's like Will Smith in Men, Men in Black when he becomes a Man in Black. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right, that was my last uh, tangent. 
Just without the neuralizer. Oh my god, the Raiders are going to lose. This is amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I digress. Oh, okay. I should, we, should, we should all FaceTime the GOAT and laugh at him. <laughs> hey, Alright. Well, at, least, at least Carlson's got 12 points. Oh, so good. Casey, be... sir, thank you for yes. coming on. Appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. It's always it's always fun to, to catch up with you guys and, and talk some Star we Wars. We always and... appreciate the Star Wars uh, knowledge and expertise, and especially after you are a two-time 300 bowler. Oh, man, impressive stuff. Yeah, that's uh, still kind of coming to terms with that one and believing that it actually happened again last night. And so, was, uh, Who do you was... think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. Great stuff. All right. On that note, let's wrap it up. Drew, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>